0: Chapter Two At the edge of the mountain, just before the highway dips down and splinters into the smaller streets of the city, I skid to a stop next to Dub's. Below us, the buildings shine and the lights glitter tantalizingly. I take a deep breath. Here, unlike on the reserve, the air's warm and clean. We're gonna be early, Dub says. I nod. I know. We've got places to go and my family to see, but I don't want to think about that yet. Instead, I think, what if we could live here, instead of high up on the mountain in a stew of human filth? What would life be like in this city? The Hubots would never let that happen, of course. They think we're hopeless savages. And with our sunburned skin and our holy, dirty clothes, well, we look the part. I drag my fingers through my hair, but that can only take a girl so far. What do you say? Dubs asks. Wanna go stink the place up? I rev the engine. Yeah, I say. Let's get us some trouble. We roll into the city. Not Denver now. Never Denver anymore. Because lowly humans named it that. And ditch the bikes on a back street before a robot cop can bust us for illegal operation and theft of a motor vehicle. And to think, we humans created this world. We designed and built it all, including the robots that nearly destroyed us and want to finish the job soon. On foot, we head toward the city center. Dubs gnaws on a bug bar, offers me a bite. Some delicious, nutritious insect protein for you? He asks. No thanks. Our rations include a half dozen bars a week, but I don't eat food made from cricket flour unless I'm truly desperate. Everything's so perfect in the city that it's creepy. You might call it inhuman. As Dubs and I approach downtown, we start to hear it, the white noise. The hum of a city whose residents run on electric current. The bot buzz. It makes the hairs on the back of my neck stand at attention. Today, the low drone seems more ominous than usual. Like, maybe if I listen hard enough, I'll be able to make out whispered words something like, Die, humans, die. I shake my head. I've got to stop thinking these morbid, depressing-as-hell thoughts. Dubs breaks a branch off a tree and begins whacking the heads off rose bushes dotting a church lawn. Through a stained glass window, I can see rows of Hubots, their heads bowed, reciting the prayers of my ancestors. Now, that's something I'll never understand. My people used to pray to the gods they believed made them. Our Father, who art in heaven, etc. But we made the bots. First, we built regular bots with limited programmable powers of reason. They could cook, clean, babysit, I guess. Simple, functionary stuff. But that wasn't enough for us. We wanted robots that could think for themselves, that were smarter, stronger, faster than we were. So we created the Huebots. And that was our fatal mistake. Dubs bats a bright pink rose so hard, It crashes against the window of the church. He lifts his arms up to the sky. We built you! I am your god! He bellows. Dubs, I hiss, don't. Thankfully, the parishioners are too devout to avert their eyes from the pulpit. That's another thing I don't think I'll ever understand. The Hubots loathe humans, and yet they imitate pretty much everything about our culture. I just don't like this place, I say. But what I mean is, we don't belong here, and I hate that. Everywhere I look, I see the remnants of human creativity, of our ingenuity, of our past. If only I could do something, anything, to make it different. We round the corner and enter a busy avenue lined with expensive boutiques and five-star restaurants. Very glitzy. Even if Dubs and I had a plate full of money, we couldn't go into these places. They're bought only. I grit my teeth as we pass a crowded bistro, and the smell of seared meat rolls out the open door. I don't care about being able to buy fancy clothes.